So the Sixers drop game five to the Raptors by a final score of 103 to 88. The Sixers get absolutely embarrassed on their home floor and now must head back to the six for game six. We will break it all down. Let's go. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you don't miss any of these videos or when we go live for every single game. Today, we're back. And, you know, win or lose, we're here. But this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Those thoughts, those scary just thoughts you don't want to ever have come back up are starting to creep up again. All Sixers fans know what I am talking about. Is it possible? that this could even go to a Game 7. I mean, now we're heading back to Toronto. And, and let me tell you, in a million years, after that Game 3, after that dagger from Joel Embiid shutting that whole Toronto crowd up, it was so sweet. Did I ever for once in any of my dreams think that the Sixers would be heading back now for Game 6 to Toronto? No, I didn't. Um, And, it, you know, those thoughts are starting to creep up, man. Uh, Doc Rivers... Is, has now lost seven of his last eight closeout games. And in fact, I saw a stat that said Doc Rivers has the most losses in closeout games in NBA history with 31 at the current time. And um, things are getting scary. The question, the main question is, should we worry? Is this series in jeopardy? We will talk about that. Um, but first and foremost, as we recap this game from last night, I have to give the Raptors credit, okay? I thought that this series... Would be over in four after the first couple games. Uh, but now, you know, a lot of the things I'm seeing are some of the reasons that I predicted this to go seven uh, originally. And, you know, the Raptors could have laid down. They could have waved the white flag. They were banged up, injured, you know, just didn't look right. They could have gave up. But the Raptors came out, and Nick Nurse has made plenty of adjustments, and that team has played together They've willed through it, and they, they're they playing well, man. I got to give them credit. I didn't think they would be able to take, you know, two games in this series, let alone whatever happens after this. So uh, the Raptors came out, man. You know, everybody was contributing. The fact of the matter is that, you know, even though the Raptors are winning these games, I still don't think they're playing at a top-tier level, uh, especially on the offensive side. But uh, defensively, you know, especially with Van Vliet going out, they were able to switch a lot. Um, they went with a bigger lineup yesterday. A lot of the guys, I think everybody was over like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, so they were doing their thing, man. And, you know, defensively, they've really stepped up their game. Uh, Siakam had 23 yesterday. Ananobi with 16. Trent with 16. They had Achua. He's been playing really well uh, off the bench with 17. And, you know, Barnes, man. Barnes is getting in his groove. And um, I'm glad to see him not injured. You know, I'm glad he could actually make his way back in the series, uh, you know, just as a guy who's had a great rookie year, one rookie of the year. But anyway, uh, the Raptors are playing as a unit. They're playing as a foundation. And as we look to the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, there is no excuse to go out and play like this. All right, we're going to talk about the missing shots, all this stuff. Screw the missing shots. Screw the, the, the terrible chemistry on offense and the not moving the ball. Okay, before we talk about that, how the hell do you come out in a game five where you could close it out on your home floor against this Toronto team who's building some life, how do you come out so flatlined in energy? In energy, There is no excuse for that. How does that happen? Where's the preparation factor? Even Tobias Harris talked about it in the press conference. 
press conference last night. He said we looked terrible. We we didn't have any energy. How does that happen in this game? That doesn't like that can't happen for teams that want to win championships. I just don't understand. You gave the Raptors game four, and it came back to your home crowd. And you know the Wells Fargo was bumping even like an hour before the game, and and it spurts throughout the game. The fans were going crazy. They were trying to get this team rejuvenated, get them back in the groove, and nothing. They laid a fat egg at home. We lose by 15 points, and here's the worst part about it all. The Toronto Raptors shot terrible. The Sixers shot terrible, 10 for 37 from three-point, 27%. The Raptors actually shot worse, 25.8% from deep. The Raptors didn't put on nearly their best performance, and they beat us by 15 on our home floor. You know, I was clowning the Raptors. I was going back and forth with them. At the end of the day, it's all respect. You know, after the first three games, they didn't have anything left. They had no source of life. And now, how do you come out yesterday as the Sixers, and you look like the team that's down 3-0? to zero? That is just inexcusable from top to bottom, head to toe, 1-15. to 15, That can't happen. And I'm going to call everybody out on it. We'll start with the man at the top of the helm, Doc Rivers. Um, this is, this is the original, you know, kind of series that I thought we were going to see. Doc Rivers has completely shifted everything that he was doing in game ones and and two, and, and he's just the opposite now. You know, the rotations aren't good. Uh, he's not staggering the hardened maxi minutes and, you know, we're running no sense of two man game pick and roll. I mean, for literally yesterday, I don't think we scored until six minutes to go in the second quarter. And we're watching James Harden ISO upon ISO upon ISO on the perimeter. Tyrese Maxey seems to be out of the series mentally. I don't understand what is going on. We're not running through Max anymore. Everybody played bad, and we're not, we're not doing anything we did before. What is one of the main keys I said coming into the series? The Sixers had to maintain uh, a multi-dimensional offense. We had that in the in the first part of this series, and now we're too predictable. We know what they're doing. Harden's getting switched, and they have a 6'9 guy and a 6'9 guy next to him. Harden gets switched. He can't blow by anybody. Harden, another bad game, 15 points, 4 for 11. Just terrible, man. Maxi 5 for 14. He doesn't even seem to be in it. Sometimes he's standing in the corner. Early in this series, we would have Harden, you know, try to draw another defender and hit Maxi with a quick swing pass. Maxi would take it downhill. And we know Maxi can blow by a lot of these defenders, but he's just not doing it. He's just not doing it. And I just don't understand what Doc is doing there, man. And yesterday, he brings in Matisse Thibel. And Thibel, by the way, I you know, as much as I like Thibel as a person, as a defensive specialist, okay, he can't play the rest of the series. When he passed up that shot, and then I think he airballed a layup, passed up a couple more shots, and he hasn't really made any impact defensively, you know, Thibel needs to get the Furcon treatment. If he's not doing anything within the first five minutes, he can't play the rest of the game. And what did Doc Rivers do? He brought him back in in the second half, and he gets a quick foul and airballs a layup. I just don't get it. Why are you switching up what works? Why can't you readjust when Nick Nurse goes and makes these adjustments? I listen to Nick Nurse's uh, post-game presser, and and the guy sounds like a genius. It's tough, man. It really is tough. Joel Embiid last night, 7 for 15, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. I really don't care. Uh, Joel, you got to be 10 times better, man. Now, Joel Embiid has the thumb injury. It's bothering him. And if you're not following me on Twitter at RB Philly Take, definitely do so. I posted a clip 
from Joel Embiid's press conference last night. And I have to tell you, I am significantly worried about Joel Embiid. The thumb injury is affecting him. I didn't know it was going to this extent. Go listen to that clip I posted. I'm going to pretty much sum it up for you. It, you know, in that clip, in his post-game presser last night, he pretty much said that with the way his thumb is injured, obviously, you know, he's going to get surgery after the season. They already said that. But it's creating a mental block for the way he's playing. We're seeing Joel posted up a lot on the top of the perimeter. That's another Doc Rivers thing. I don't understand why Joel, against a team with pretty much no centers over 7 feet or 6'10", uh, is not inside the paint. And they're bringing the doubles, and Joel's trying to feed it out, but nobody else is stepping up. You know, in the first couple games of the series, Joel would swing it out, and every other guy was hitting a big shot. Um, but Joel Embiid said that there's a pretty much a mental block, and the way he's catching, you know, the way he's entering the post, the way, even though he has his back turned away, he's trying to really limit, you know, all pressure against his thumb, and he's trying to really protect it because he feels that he might get swiped or, you know, ball might hit it a certain way, and then that's going to lead to a further injury. So pretty much Joel said he's not playing freely enough. And it's kind of creating that mental block, you know, because his thumb is hurt and it, it hurts every time he touches the ball and he's he's not playing the way he is used to playing. That is my biggest concern because Joel, he's talented. Can he still play through the injury? Yes, but if this is changing the way he is approaching, we have big problems. We have very big problems. Um, Joel Embiid on the defensive end last night was absolutely terrible. Uh, how many times did we get beat on a guy flying to the rim, going up and throwing one down? Joel got caught in the middle too many times. Our pick and roll defense, our communication, our chemistry just seems to be way out of sync, and it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. And last night was just that. That looked like one of those January regular season games where we just look absolutely awful. And if Joel isn't great, I don't know if this team can overcome anything because Harden is not that guy. He is not that second star that we thought we were getting. He can still be an efficient point guard, but we need to run a lot of two-man game, and he needs to either, you know, find Joel cutting to the basket or find a cutting maxi or stuff like that. Harden can still see the floor, but, you know, when we're going to Harden ISO, Harden ISO for 90% of a quarter, you know, he just can't get any space. It's not going to work, and it just does not look good, man. Uh, Tobias Harris went 6 for 16. He had an off night. Um... You know, and this team, I mean, Danny Green went five for 10, four for nine from deep. He was trying to get some shots. I guess Danny was okay. But again, our offense was so stagnant to the point where people, even the broadcasters were pointing it out. Even people on TV were pointing out how stagnant the offense is. And again, you know, Doc, back to Doc Rivers, he, he didn't change anything. He didn't change anything. He let this kind of endure the entire game in the Raptors. I mean, we cut the lead a couple times at like 7-9, but overall we weren't getting back in this game and nothing was adjusted. And another thing is Doc Rivers, you know, the first couple games of the series, called timeouts when the Raptors started to get on a run. We didn't see that last night either. And Doc Rivers in his postgame presser said something like the Sixers have another gear to get into uh, that we haven't tapped into in the next couple games. Well, where's that gear been? Where has it been the last couple games? I'm worried. I'm worried about this team. Um, could the Sixers actually become the first team to blow a 3-0 lead? I really hope not. I really hope not, man. But, I mean, this is getting bad. The bench was bad last night. Niang, Reed, none of them really did anything. Shake, Furkan, I don't know. Maybe you need a spark of energy, some life. Thibel won for six and 14 minutes. Thibel was the only guy that had scored on the bench until the third quarter. I mean, this is bad. And Thibel was passing up shots at all costs. 
So, you know, now we go back to Toronto without Matisse Thybul, and we're going up against this Raptors team who seems to have the momentum, the life. I'll end it by saying this, man. The Sixers need to come out and give a swift kick in the ass to the Raptors. Okay, now that the momentum, the spotlight's kind of shifting back to Toronto, the Sixers just need to have their best game. And Bede, you got to push through the injury. Everybody's got to step up and get it the hell done. That's what you got to do. Honestly, you got to win this game six, man, because if it comes back to game seven on our home floor, remember last year we were upset game five, and we got upset, you know, last night in game five again. We come back for game seven, I'm going to be biting my nails all game. But just an awful performance. You got to bounce back, and we will see what happens. Those are just my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comments section. Appreciate you for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.